Grab your Bibles, amen. Second Kings, the fourth chapter. Amen. Second Kings, the fourth chapter. Y'all look good with y'all shirts on. Amen. Stay hungry. Stay humble. Amen. Stay hungry. Stay humble. Second Kings, the fourth chapter. We're going to start at the first verse. Second Kings, the fourth chapter. Father God, we ask you to look on each and every one of us on today. God, touch our minds, touch our hearts, God, in the name of Jesus. God, give us ears to hear your word and hearts to receive in your mighty name, we pray. Amen. Stand to your feet if you can as we read the word of God on today. Behind closed doors. I'm reading out the new international version on today. It's up on the screen, the version that I'm reading. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servants, my husband is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do I, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all. Somebody shout, nothing. Nothing. Except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door. Somebody say, shut the door. I like that behind you and your sons. Pour all into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door. Somebody shout, shut the door. Behind her and her sons, they brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. Six. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. Last verse. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. You and your sons can live on what's left. I want to use for a topic on here. Amen. For those of you who are ready to receive this word, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Tell them it's so good to see you. Tell them you're looking so good today. Say the preacher's going to use for a topic. Hungry behind closed doors. All right, right. Look at somebody else. They say, I'm, I'm hungry behind closed doors. Hungry behind closed doors. Hungry. Somebody shout hungry. Yeah, some of y'all hungry right now. Yeah. Hungry behind closed doors. Hungry behind closed doors. Uh, it wasn't long ago, about two years ago, me and my wife had the privilege of visiting uh, South Africa. Johannesburg is where we were. And we all know that is a big time difference there. And from here to traveling to South Africa, I think it's like a seven hour uh, time difference. And it took us a while to get used to that time difference. Matter of fact, we never really got used to it. And so I was up at nighttime when we were supposed to have been asleep because I was so used to here, it was daytime. And I was so used to that. So if you know me, I love to eat and I love to snack all day long. And uh, it was time for us to go to sleep, y'all. And it was nighttime, three and four o'clock in the morning. And I wake up and I'm just hungry, y'all. I'm sitting up in the middle of the bed and I'm hungry. And, and I, I remember I told my wife one night, it was getting late. And I said, man, look, I can't go to sleep like this. And, you know, I, I, I'm hungry. I said, I got to go find me something to eat. So I got on the internet and I started trying to search, y'all. I'm in Africa. I'm in a whole other country. Don't know where. I'm trying to search for something. Don't know what's going on. All the restaurant names are different. And I'm trying to find 
find an Uber, but they don't have Uber. And, and, and so I'm trying to find something, uh, 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 DoorDash or something to bring me some food. <laughs> but I wasn't finding none of that. But I said, I got to find me something to eat. We were staying on this big resort and it was, you have really have to have some kind of golf court or something to get around to where you need to get to. And, and, I, and I, I was just, my wife said, look, just go to sleep. If you go to sleep, I, I, I'm not going for that go to sleep and you'll be all right. You know, that's what you tell your kids when they hungry. Go to sleep. It'll be, yeah, I ain't no kid, you know. Tell me to go. No, I'm hungry. I, I'm going to find me something to eat. And so, y'all, I was so hungry. It was cold. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was summertime here, but winter in Africa. And I was there. It was cold outside. I thought about just getting up and just walking, but I didn't know where I was at. I didn't know where to, where to go. I'm in Africa. I don't know what go down around nighttime around there. But I ain't scared, though. You know, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. So, so it, it's nighttime. I'm in Africa. I don't know what's going on. I'm hungry. I got to find me something to eat, y'all. I took all I could take. My wife looked at me and said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to find me something to eat. She said, boy, you don't know where you go. I said, watch me. I got up, put me some jeans on, put my hoodie on, and I left out the door cold, but all I knew, I was hungry. I started walking around and, and had me a little map in my hand of the resort, and I'm walking around, and I'm looking, y'all, and on my way to get me something to eat, I didn't know they had a club around there, a club, y'all, a club. The music was thumping, the music was bumping, and I seen a whole bunch of people running. You know when one person runs, you know what it's time to do. But I'm hungry. I don't even care right now. I kept walking and encountered a fight. They out there fighting. I said, oh, they do this in Africa, too? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. We do that in the hood. Okay. <laughs> but I mind my bed. I kept walking because I'm hungry, y'all. I'm looking for some food. I'm looking for some food. I found me a restaurant, y'all. I found me a restaurant. Keep in mind, I'm in Africa in a whole nother country. It's cold. I don't know where I am, but I was hungry. That's all I knew. I wanted something to eat. I went to the restaurant, ordered my food, got me something to eat, and came, sat on my bed, and ate it with my wife looking at me. I said, huh. You know, I ate my food. Yeah, yeah. Watch this. I, I, I encountered a fight. I could have got caught in a gun for fire anything didn't know where I was at y'all but I was so hungry I did not care what I had to go through to get what I wanted I'm going somewhere just stay with me watch this I got my food I was happy I was satisfied and I know you're looking at me all day why are you telling us this story when you really want something you'll get up and go get it come on now uh, yeah yeah well what, what, what I'm trying to tell you is that your actions serves as an indicator of your appetite come on now when you want something bad enough you won't let, let, let nothing stop you from going get it. Come on now. It reminds me of the story of back, back in, in, in 1999 when I was going headed to Jasper, Texas to see my wife from Silsby, Texas. And my car went out on me in Kirbyville halfway. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see my boo. I wanted to get to my girl, y'all. But I, all I knew is I wasn't going to let nothing stop me. My Camaro went out. It's dark. No street lights. And I'm on the side of the road trying to get to my boo. Watch this, y'all. I didn't let that stop me. I popped the hood. I don't know what for because I don't even know how to work on a car. I, I started hitting on stuff and turning stuff. Cranked the car. Nope, it still wouldn't crank. I told my homeboy, we walking. He said, what? I said, we walking. I said, you gonna stay here or you gonna walk? Let's go. We walking. We walked eight miles, y'all, from the point we were in Kirbyville to Jasper, Texas. I was hot. I was sweaty. My shirt was off. All I knew, I wanted to see my boo. Come on now. Oh, I like that right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that rhyme. That rhyme. Watch this. And I didn't let nothing stop me. I seen my boo that night. I walked, left my car on side of the road. What am I saying? When you want something bad enough, you won't let nothing stop you from getting it. Is there anybody that wants something from God in the house? Come on now. And you say, I'm not going to let nothing stop me from getting it. Yeah, so you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed at what you'll do 
for something you really want. Uh, it, it, it reminds me, stay with me because I'm going so it's getting ready to get good. Uh, it reminds me, I'm gonna, I, 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 I like 90s music, uh, R&B, when it was good music. I don't know what they're listening to now. I, I, I like, I, I even like a little 70s, you know, yeah, the 80s, but I'm a 90s, you know, yeah, I grew up, I was in high school in the 90s. Any, any other 90s people, because y'all sure are quiet in here. Okay, y'all gonna have to help me. Uh, and, and I grew up and I, I like 90s R&B music. Don't judge me, watch. Uh, uh, and, and, and there was this group. I was preparing this message, Dana, and I couldn't help but to think of this song that kept popping up in my head as I was preparing this song. Let me see my name, these people. Let me see. Let me see if you know it. Okay. Uh, it was a group by the name of Jodeci. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. All right. Okay. Dig, you know too? All right. All right. Yeah. Dig, listen to a little joke. Okay. All right. You didn't get Pastor Stacy though? Okay. All right. I got you. All right. As I was preparing this message, I couldn't help but to think about this 90s R&B song. Uh, uh, don't judge me, y'all. I, I, the song was titled, Fiendin'. Okay, watch, watch. Now, 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 watch. I got to give you the lyrics. Not all of them. I got to, I, I'm going somewhere. I promise you, I'm going somewhere. Stay, stay with me. I'm going somewhere. I got to use this. Uh, the lyrics go a little something like this. Taking my, no, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> Say, take my money. I ain't gonna sing it, y'all. Y'all gonna go crazy. <laughs> Can you watch it now? <laughs> he said, take my money, my house, and my car. Uh, uh, for one hit of you, you can have it all. Watch it, minister. Watch it. Yeah. It ain't time to shout. Minister, shouting. Okay, what? Y'all, come on back. Come on back. Come on back. I gotta give you the rest of the lyrics, y'all. Jodice said, I don't know if it was KC or uh, JoJo. I don't know who's singing right here. Who, who, oh, it's JoJo? Okay. Ooh, Lord. Okay. I got to get through this sermon, y'all. Y'all. He said, because making love every time we do, girl, is worse than drugs because I'm addicted. Okay, yeah. And, she, and, he, and then he said, and you know what? I can't Oh, y'all stop it. Okay, all right. Okay. I can't leave you alone. I'm just trying to check and see what. Okay, all right. I see y'all don't only know Amazing Grace up in here. He said, I can't leave you alone. You got me what? You got me fiending. Yeah. Now, I said, hold up, wait a minute. I said, watch. Now, I've never in my life looked up that word before. I never wondered was it a real word, and some of y'all didn't either. So I Googled it as I was preparing this sermon. And the only thing came up when I looked up fiending is the Urban Dictionary. Y'all know what the Urban Dictionary, huh? That's all your slang words and everything. But it, it also told me that the word fiending came from the word fiend. F-I-E-N-D, that's a word. And I looked it up, and the word fiend, stay with me, I promise you I'm going somewhere. Uh, the first thing it says, it's an evil spirit or demon. And then two, it says, 
a person, this is the one I'm going to focus on, a person who excessively, who is excessively fond or addicted to something. So I see Casey and Jojo say fiend, and they say we're going to call it um, fiending. So I see where they got that from. I said, okay, okay. So I looked up that thing. I said, so that means you can be a drug fiend. F-I-E-N-D. Meaning someone who is obsessed or crazed in their obsession with drugs or drug use. That means you would be a drug fiend. Okay, don't, don't, don't judge. Watch this. That means you can be a porn fiend. Oh, don't y'all get quiet on me now. Meaning someone who is obsessed or crazed in their obsession with porn or porn use. You can be a love fiend. That means everybody you, you, you come in contact with, you fall in love with. And you keep getting your heart broken. Come on, now you're a love fiend. Yeah. You can have a food fiend. Meaning someone who is obsessed or crazed in their obsession with food or eating food. In other words, a fiend is something that has control over you. I'm going somewhere. Uh, see, see, a fiend is when you can't live without it. It means you've got to have it. It, 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 it. A fiend is what you turn to for help. A fiend is what you turn to when you need to calm your nerves. A fiend is what soothes you. When you're sad, you go to it. When you're hurt, you go to it. When you're mad, you go to it. When you're happy, you go to it. When you can't sleep at night, you go to it. Okay, y'all quiet on me. Let me see if I can help you out a little bit. See, some of you in here, you right now, you got a fiend. Come on now. Some of you, when you're sad and when you can't sleep at night, you go to your thing, amen, for it to relax you. Okay, okay, y'all, okay, okay. Uh, see, this thing, what I'm talking about in here, this is the thing that we do behind closed doors. Oh, it's quiet now. They nervous, they nervous. See, I know sometimes we come to church and we shout and we praise God. Come on now. But I want to know what do you do behind closed doors? Come on now. It's not the shouting that we do here in public. Come on now. It's really what you do in private that matters. Come on now. Because anybody can dance and shout in public. Come on now. But I want to know what you do behind closed doors. Okay, okay, okay. Watch, behind closed doors, watch, behind, behind closed doors. See, see, some of us, some of us, yeah, when we can't sleep at night, uh, we go get us a plate of food. Yeah, and we sit down and we watch our favorite movie. And we just sit there and eat our sorrows away. Okay, y'all quiet on me. Oh, okay, that ain't you? Okay, okay, hold on, okay. Let me see. I had Pastor Vincent Shirley to go do some shopping for me on the side of the road. Oh, don't you act like you don't know what this is. And see, somebody told me, somebody told me this. That when you buy these at the store, you don't smoke these. I'm coming down your road because they quiet on me. You take it out. And they told me that you get like a, a, a razor blade. And, and cut it down the middle. And you pour all these ingredients down the toilet. 
and then you get some some other stuff and sprinkle it in there to the harper you know what I'm talking about to the harper I don't know what you talking about now you got me on this and you They told me this now. Brother Wilson, they told me this. And then you get your lighter and you. I don't know how I know all this. And coach, you smoke it. But what it is, when they're down, had a rough day at work, they lost their job. They, they, they turn to this behind closed doors. We see some of us smiling and shouting right now. But some of them, when we get home, oh, come on now. See, I, it does not matter if you can shout and praise God now. What matters is what you do when you get behind closed doors. And I've seen some of you looking funny because you didn't know nothing about this, but I got something for you. Wait a minute. I got... Huh. I don't know why they keep it in a bag like nobody don't know what it is, you know, I mean. See, a fiend is something that controls you. See, once you put this in your system, once you put that in your system, it controls you. You no longer have self-control because some of y'all acquired folks, but get a few of these in you. You become a whole nother person. Come on, I can't get no help up in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, some of y'all know you can't dance. But get a few of these in you. Come on now. You shaming everybody. They trying to sit you down. Oh, girl, get off me. Oh, that's my son. Why? Because this is controlling you. Am I talking to anybody up in here? It's quiet. Yeah, it's quiet, but it's all right. I'm going to be real today. Come on. A fiend is something that you turn to that controls you. Some of us cannot go a day. Some of us, we have our regular routine. When we get off from work, we stop by the store. We pick us up a few of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we go home. We can't live without it. Come on. Yeah. And I'm, my, my brother, my sister, if you can't live without this, oh, my God, you're in bad shape. Come on now. But there is something that I'm getting ready to get to that you need to be, I can't live without. Come on. I want to ask you a question. What's controlling you on today? Ask your neighbor, say, what's controlling you? What's, what's, what's controlling you? What's, what's controlling I got a few more things and we move it on. But, but see, see, some of us say, Pastor, I don't know nothing about the weed. I, I don't know nothing about the alcohol. Oh, don't act like everything you did pop was a Tylenol. See, folk don't want to preach this what I'm preaching today. Because, see, we, some of us, we're, some, of, some preachers are just happy with you coming and packing out the church and shouting and going home. But as a pastor, my concern is, what are you doing when you get behind closed doors? I got to let you know that if there's anything controlling you besides the Holy Spirit, baby, we got some problems in here. Come on now. Okay, y'all don't want to be real with me. I, I grew up in a church home. My dad was a pastor. Uh, uh, I, I grew up in the church. I went to church all the time. 
but some kind of way I still found my way to make my rounds and try some things in life. I went my whole, JJ, I went, man, you that's my classmate right there. I went my whole uh, high school years without drinking nothing, without smoking nothing. Matter of fact, college, drinking nothing, smoking nothing. She said, that's a blessing, but hold on, wait a minute, I'm coming. <laughs> I waited till I got grown and got married. You know why? Because when I was in high school and college, I hadn't went through nothing yet. I had the good life. Mom and daddy paid my bills. Daddy bought my car, paid my car note, paid my insurance. Come on now. He put gas in a car, did all that for me. I didn't have no problem. All I had to do, go to school, get my books and everything and, and, and do what I did. Come on. But something happened when I got married. And we had some kids. And I found out what it was like to have to pay bills on my own. I found out what it was like to have a crying baby looking at you that needs some pamphlets and some milk. Come on. And, 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 and because I didn't have God, oh, here it is. I went to church, but I didn't have God in my life. Oh, oh, you thought going to church was good enough, huh? Just because you're going to church does not mean you got something in here. Come on now. Going to church is not good enough. Watch this. I went to church but still didn't have no relationship with God. Come on now. You can shout every Sunday but still don't have a relationship with God. Come on now. You can dance on the praise team. Come on now. And still have no relationship with God. You can serve on the usher board and still don't have a relationship with God. Is there anybody that have a relationship with God that can shout in this place? Come on. See, it's quiet. It's quiet. See, that's what's wrong with the church. That's why nobody don't want to come to church no more because they saying the preachers and all of them are hypocrites. And I got to do, I got to tell them, man, all preachers ain't real. Okay, let me, I'm a preacher, so let me get the, let me get the preacher. You can preach with a Bible in your hand and still don't have no relationship with God. Ooh, it's quiet now. Oh. And I went all the, since I went all those years without drinking or smoking, then when pressure hit me because I didn't have a relationship with God, I didn't know how to turn to God. And so watch, I began to start dibbling and dabbling with things. I remember when I drunk, because I heard about it, people talking about some crown and coke. I ain't never did that before. So I said, they talking about it feel good, and they take you to another place. I need, me, I need to go to another place right now. Y'all, I remember the first time, Sister Rachel, I, I, I drank my first drink, some crown, and burnt, like a burnt my throat off, yeah, like, Lord, I, 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 know, where, I know what church I'm at, that's why I'm preaching this today, come on, I'm, I'm in the house, I'm in the house right now, I drank it, y'all, and, and, and I remember, coach, it was about 20 minutes later, I didn't know where I was at, all I know, I was feeling good. And I remember I was saying some things that I never said before. I was acting in ways I never act before, y'all. That alcohol started controlling me, and I started coming something that I was I, 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 I usually wasn't. Come on now. I was doing things. I was saying things. I was, I was just acting a whole nother way. And I found out for myself that when you put certain things in your body, come on now, it controls you. Come on now. So if we're living this life and we're saying we live for God, it's impossible for the Holy Spirit to control you if you're putting something else in your body that's controlling you. Come on now. It's got to be one or the other. Ask your neighbor, what's controlling you right now? What's, con 
What's controlling you right now? I, I, I went back there because I pulled, popped out the, I pulled out the pills. I got some other stuff back there, but I got to move on uh, because I wanted to come down your road and let you know that if there's anything in your life that's controlling you besides the Holy Spirit, you've got to get rid of it. Somebody shout, get rid of it. Watch, 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 watch. You got to get rid of it. So why are you saying that some of us in here is controlling you so bad that you will do anything to get what you want? Mm. That's why when we see people on the street and they're feeding after a certain thing and they want it, they'll do anything to get what they want. How many of you would do like I did in South Africa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some things in your life that you'll get up at three in the morning, put on your hoodie, no matter where you are, and go find what you need. See, we got to understand that if you would do that for that, if you used to do it for back when you were back in the world, how many of you that say, Pastor, you know what? I'll do anything to get to God right now. Come on now. Oh, I got quiet. Pastor, I remember what you're talking about. I don't do that no more, and I don't want to do that no more. But you know what? Right now, I'm chasing after God. I'm not chasing after the bag. Come on now. I'm not chasing after money. I'm not chasing after no man. I'm not chasing after no woman. I'm not chasing after no drugs. I'm not chasing after no drink. I'm not chasing after no friend. I'm not chasing after no family. I'm chasing after God, and I'll do whatever I got to do to get to him. If I got to let go of friends to get to him, I'm going to do that. If I got to let go of family members to do that, I'll get to Oh, my God. Is there anybody say whatever I got to do, I want to get to God? Watch. Why? What are you talking about? Because on today, I want you to know that when you get behind closed doors, what is that craving? What is that longing? What is that appetite that you're fiending for? What is that thing that will make you get up in the middle of the night, put on a hoodie, and drive across town? What is that, who is that person that will make you get up in the middle of the night, put on a hoodie, and drive across town? What is that thing that gets your attention? What is that thing that has you? Watch David, here it is, David uh, in Psalms 42 and 1. He says it like this, as the deer pants for streams of water, my soul pants for you my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. He says, when, when can I go and meet with God? Watch this. David was yearning for God. David says, hey, I'm like a deer panting for God. In other words, you know what a panting is? He, I'm chasing after God so much, I'm tired, but I want him so much, I'll do whatever I got to do. I'm running after him. I'm, ch- I'm tired. The old saint said, I'm running for Jesus and I'm not tired yet. Come on now. Yeah. My question is, watch, um, where your appetite goes, your life follows. I see y'all with your hungry shirts on, but what you hungry after? Where your appetite goes, your life follows. What are you hungry for? Watch, uh, I'm gonna, I, 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 I don't remember, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't understand back in the day when my mom and the old people would say, uh, don't eat that candy because it's going to spoil your appetite. How many of you ever heard that before? No, don't, don't eat that because you haven't ate your food yet because it's going gonna, it's gonna to spoil your appetite. See, in other words, they meant like if you eat the ice cream, that junk food, you're not going to want the food that's going that you need that's good for you that's going to give you your nutrients that's going to make you healthy so that's going to spoil your appetite so i don't need you to eat that come on now so so what the enemy wants to do he wants to spoil your appetite 
He, he, he wants to spoil your appetite and control your cravings so that when you are hungry for things uh, that will destroy your life. He wants you craving after the wrong things. And this is only for my real folk right here. And I'm, and, and, and I'm almost done, 10 minutes. How many of you can say that I went out of my way for some interesting things in my life. I, I went out of my way. I, 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 I should have been dead. I, I could have lost my life going after some things that I wanted in life. So, Pastor Jay, why, why did you uh, use the word hungry on today? Why did, why, 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 what are you trying to say all this? How is this tying in? Because when I looked up the word hungry, I read feeling or, or displaying the need for food, uh, causing hunger. Here it is, having a strong desire or craving. Same thing as fiend. Except, watch the example, watch, he was hungry for some kind of excitement. That's an example. I want to know, is there anybody in here that's hungry for more of Jesus? Let me see, is there anybody? Is there anybody hungry for more power? Is there anybody hungry for a better life? Is there anybody hungry for more, for more of the anointing of God? And it's right here in the text as we finish this thing up. This widow woman, y'all, was hungry. Somebody shout hungry. She had a strong desire. She wasn't hungry after food, but she was hungry. She had a need. She had a strong desire. She needed for God to work a miracle in her life. Watch this. The story of this widow woman. This widow woman husband had just died. Watch, he had just died, and she, she, he left the family with debt. Watch this. He left the family with dead. He old people. This family old people. Watch this. And this man has died and this widow woman don't know what to do because the creditors, the people that she owe is getting ready to come take her sons. And he's, in other words, they said, since you don't have the money to pay us, we're going to take your two sons and we're going to put them in slavery. That's how you're going to pay back your debt. This widow woman, just like any other mother, does not want to lose her ch children and she's crying. She's worried and, and, and watch. She, she doesn't know what to do and so this widow woman finds this man of God Elijah and she tells Elijah what's going on she said they're getting ready to come take my two sons and put them into slavery the first question Elijah asked her he said what do you have in your house Watch. he said what do you have in your house she said I don't have nothing but a jar of oil, or your Bible might say a pot of oil. Stay with me. Watch this. And, 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 and so he said, what do you have? She said, all I have is a pot or a jar of oil. The first thing I want you to write down on today, my first point is, when you're hungry, you have to stay humble. Yes, yeah, stay hungry. Stay hungry. Stay humble. You have to stay humble. Here it is in the text. He told her, okay, you got some oil. This is what I need for you to do. He said, I need for you to go to your neighbors and borrow some empty vessels. I need you to go to your neighbors and borrow some empty vessels. Watch this. Watch, she's already broke, y'all. Now he's putting her in more debt because he's telling her to go borrow for some other people. See, some of us would have missed our blessing right there. I said stay humble because, see, some of us were too proud. Come on now. If the man of God would have told some of us to go borrow from our neighbors, we would have been like, what they got to do with me? Why you, I, I told you I, about they about to come get my kid. I don't have no money. Most of us, when we pray to God, we already have in our mind how we want God to work the problem out. Oh, it's quiet now. I'm going to say it again. Most of us, when we pray to God, we already have it in our mind how we want God or how we think God is going to work it out. So if we need money, 
We thinking God for to send somebody our way to come put the money in our hand. When we need money or finances, we thank God just some kind of way miraculous going to be a check in the mail. Come on now. When we need money, we already have in our mind how God is going to work this thing out. This prophet does not give her money. He tells her to go borrow some things from her neighbor. He said, what did you have? Watch, I'm going somewhere. What did you have? She said, I have a pot or a jar of oil. That's all I got. He said, cool, that's all you need. I need for you to go to your neighbors, get some empty vessels, and bring them back. Watch, y'all, watch. I could see, I could see if he would have told her to go borrow some food vessels with some food in. No, he didn't say that. He said, go borrow some empty vessels. In other words, he said, make it worse. I'm already, I'm already broke. Now you won't go borrow some stuff from my neighbors. Come on now. Have you ever had a situation that went from bad to worse? Watch this. And, 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 and so watch. Uh, some things have to get worse before it gets better. He said, I want you to not just get a few of them. He said, I need you to get a whole lot of empty vessels and bring it in the house with you. See, watch, when God gets you behind closed doors, y'all, he begins to speak in your life. Watch, get ready for him to tell you to do some odd things, y'all. Watch, when you get behind closed doors and you begin to pray to God, get ready for God to tell you to do some strange things. See, only a few people can say amen to that. When you pray to God and you say, God, I need you to work this thing out for me. God, speaks. see, some of us saying, I, I've been praying, but I don't hear nothing. I've been praying. I told God, to, to, God, I need you to pay this light bill for me. And I don't hear nothing. Yeah, he did. He told you to get that last $20 in the offering, but it sounds crazy. Amen. Because you say, the devil is a lie. You think that's the devil speaking. See, God tell us to do odd things because God say, I want to test your faith. I know your light bill is due. Your light bill $200. You got $20 left. God will tell you things like, you know what? Put that last $20 in the offering. And if you ain't in tune with God, you'll say the devil is a lie. Come on now. God say, no, I want to test your faith. Because when you get that last $20, come on now, I got increase getting ready to come. Come on now. It's your faith that he moves. In. Oh, oh, my God. I can't get no help. Watch. When you, when you get behind closed doors and you pray for God to do something in your life, he tells you to do odd things. God does not work like we work. See, when we pray, it seems like God should just say, okay, God, my light bill do. Boom. God pay that thing some kind of way. Come on, that makes sense. Come on now. God, my light bill do. It should work. You should call energy and energy say, oh, you got a zero balance. Oh, thank you, Jesus. No. God, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God works the Bible or the old saints say in mysterious ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God never works the way we think it should work. Watch. This woman stayed humble. She said, you know what? I ain't too proud to beg. Watch this. If you want me to go out and get some empty vessels, you know what? I need God. I'm hungry right now. I need God to work this thing out in my life. You want me to go get some empty vessels? I'm going to get some empty vessels. How many of you in here say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Come on now. If it sounds crazy, I'll do it. Whatever you want me to say, I'll say it. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. See, everybody can't say amen right there. This woman, watch. She's humble. She's humble. See, how? why we go to God and we cry and we tell God we need things. But when he tell us what to do, uh, we're too stubborn to do it. We need, God, I need you to work this out of my life. Go apologize to sister so-and-so. I know that's the devil. I ain't even do that to her, first of all. 
I guess I won't be getting blessed today. Yeah. God will tell you what to do. Come on. The reason why some of us are still broke, busted, and disgusted right now because we ain't doing what God told us to do. Come on now. Tell somebody to humble yourself. Humble yourself. Yeah, when you humble yourself, you'll find yourself apologizing to folk and you ain't did nothing to them. Come on now. When you humble, you'll find yourself loving folk who you know can't stand you. Come on now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting quiet now. I'm coming down your road. Watch this. Watch, watch. And, and, and if you're not humble, you'll think that you're too good to do what God is telling you to do. And you'll miss your blessing. A lot of us in here have missed our blessing from God because we think we all that. Somebody shout, stay hungry. Stay, hungry. stay, humble. stay humble. Number two, when you're hungry, you have to learn to follow instructions. You have to learn to follow instructions. Watch. So somebody shout hungry. Somebody shout hungry. hungry. He told her what to do. He gave her the instructions. Okay, they about to come pick your sons up. If you want to be blessed, I'm getting ready to give you some instructions. If you follow the instructions, you're getting ready to receive your miracle. That's how God works. God says, I'm giving you instructions today. If you follow these instructions, you're getting ready to experience a miracle. Watch this. The miracle is in her hand right now. If you do what I tell you to do, you're getting ready to experience a miracle. But somebody shout this. You say, you got to follow instructions. Watch y'all. Kaylee, Kaylee, oh, she's, I hope she's in the back. She's going to get mad at me. My daughter Kaylee, she's seven years old. Watch. Kaylee, it was late. They had already ate. Kaylee likes to stay up late. You know when kids stay up late past their bedtime, now they're hungry because they're supposed to be sleeping anyway. Watch this. Kaylee is up late at night. She's hungry. Kaylee, my wife, keeps snacks and different things in there for them. My kids love noodles. Y'all don't know about them cup noodles. I know y'all don't know. Y'all too good for that. We keep cup noodles. Yeah, the noodles in the cup. Put the water in it. Yeah, okay. Don't, okay, y'all too bougie for that, huh? Okay. Alright. I eat cup noodles, okay? Yes. Watch. I like them. I, I cut some sausages up in there every now and then. Watch. And some hot sauce. Yeah, watch. Kaylee decided that nobody wouldn't hear her up since you're hungry. Kaylee goes in the, in the pantry, get her some cup noodles, take the plastic off of them, get the cup noodles, and put the cup noodles in the microwave, y'all. Put it on three minutes, set that thing, say, huh, I got this. I fixed my own noodles. Y'all, we thought the house was on fire. <laughs> Kaylee did not read the instructions because the instructions said you got to put water in the noodles. Kaylee put her noodles in the microwave with no water, y'all. To this day, right now, we can't get that smell out the microwave. She almost burnt the whole house down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't y'all tell Kaylee that now. Watch this. So she almost, why? Because she 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 had her blessing in her hand, the noodles. Watch this. She was getting ready to, to, to fix her hungriness, but because she did not read the instructions, come on now, it backfired on her. Some of y'all, you got the instructions in your hand right now, in your phone, but because you don't read it, you keep messing up in life. Come on now. Tell somebody, read the instructions. Yeah, God says he's giving you instructions how to be blessed in this life. I'm giving them to you right now. God says if you're hungry and you want more, when you get behind closed doors, baby, there's some things I want to tell you. I want to show you how to work this thing. I want to show you how to get your blessing. I want to show you how to receive your miracle. Is there anybody you've been trying to figure this thing out? You know what you want to do. You know how you want to do it, but it seems to can't work. God said, I got the instructions for you. If you'll just spend some time with me, get behind closed doors for me, baby, I'm going to let you receive your blessing. Come on, give God praise right there. 
Watch, watch. When you're hungry and craving for God to do something in your life, you have to follow instruction because if you try to do it your way, you're going to mess it up. Like Kaylee, Elisha said to her, if you want God to do this, uh, it's going to require you to get behind closed doors. God, he said, watch, because what God's getting ready to give you, it ain't for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I don't want everybody to see what I'm about to do in your life. See, some of y'all got too many folk around you. God want to do some things in your life, but you got too many folks in your life. Come on now. God's trying to work with you. He want to talk with you, but you got too many people in your ear. Come on now. Tell somebody you got too many people around you. You got too many people around you. So Elijah said, I want to get you behind closed doors. Watch this. Watch. And so uh, uh, he told her to get the empty vessels. Get your two sons. Go behind closed doors. Go in the house. Shut the door. Get the pot of oil and fill the empty vessels. All she had, y'all, was a jar of oil or a pot of oil. He told her to go get vessels. All you can find. A whole lot of them. And I begin to look at this. I can imagine a lady say, this ain't adding up. You want me to use this jar of oil to fill up all these vessels? See, some of y'all would have got mad right there. Some of y'all would have missed your blessing right there. Stop worried about how it's going to work out. If God told you to do it, somebody shout, just do it. Yeah, the man of God spoke, spoke to her and said, take this jar of oil, fill up all of these vessels. It don't add up. And I like it because, see, God doesn't do math like we do math. With God, two plus two don't equal four. With God, two plus two equals 200. Come on now. God say, don't worry about how I'm going to do it. Come on now. Because it's already done. I need you to just do what I told you to do. She took the jar of oil. Watch this. And the Bible says that she told her son, bring me one of them vessels. He brought her a vessel, and she began to pour. Yeah. And the Bible says she filled up one. Bring me another one. And the oil began to pour. And she said, okay, that's good. Bring me another one. And the oil began to pour. She said, okay, that's good. Uh, bring me another one. And the oil kept pouring, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, bring me another one. And the oil kept pouring. Yeah, she said, okay, that's good. So bring me another one. Come on, son. Bring me another one. And the oil kept pouring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't y'all see it? Yeah. She said, bring me bring me another one yeah the oil kept pouring Why? the bible said that as long as the vessels kept coming the oil kept pouring oh my god watch this and, and i thought about that and i and, and i gotta go back because he told her to go inside and close the door she went and borrowed vessels and i can imagine that the neighbors were like what, what, what this girl up to now she walking around here with, with empty vessels. Yeah, you know. Y'all know how we do this. They looking all out the window. Girl, come look. Come look at this. Y'all know how we do. And watch. He said, go in the house and close the door. Because you know somebody knows it. Some of y'all in here. Yeah. Girl, what you doing in there? He said, I don't need nobody to see what's going on over here. This is between me, you, and your sons and God. Come on now. Do see some of us got too many folk in our life. Come on, girl, you come on in. Come on in. See, right there, you would have stopped your blessing. Because the instructions was go get empty vessels, all that you can find, take them in the house, read it, it's in the word, close the door. 
and fill the jars. She filled up the jars, y'all. Watch. She filled up the jars. All the vessels are full. The Bible says as long as she poured, the oil kept flowing. Watch this. And when she told her son, bring me a vessel, her son said, there, there, there is no more. There, there, there's no more vessels. The oil stopped flowing. Now watch this. That let me know God says that oil does not flow on empty, I mean, on full vessels. I said, God, what you meant by that? See, some of us come to church and we want to live our life like we just so full all the time. Like we don't need nothing from God. Some of y'all like that right now. Acting like you got it all together. My brother, my sister, God never flows on a full vessel. God says, I'm looking for an empty vessel. And so what he's looking for some folk in the house, I'm looking for some empty folk in the house. I'm looking for some folk who showed up in here and said, God, I need more of you. Come on now. Yeah, I'm empty right now. That's why I'm here. Because if I had it all together, I would have stayed at home. Come on, God, I'm here. I'm an empty vessel. I need for you to fill me up. Is there anybody that can say that, God, I need you to fill me up? Watch, watch. And so I began to start thinking about that. The oil, you know what the oil represents. You know what the oil, the oil represents the anointing. And I said, okay, God, so, so you want us to be empty. I said, well, God, what that mean? What that mean? What, what do you mean you want us to be empty? God said, see, when you receive on today, you're going to be full when you leave out of here. But God said, everything you receive today, I want you to take it out to the world. Oh, my God. See, every time you pour into your brother or your sister, you're pouring out all. Come on, I can't get no help. Every time you encourage your mama, your daddy, your son, you're pouring out all. Come on, now. Every time you encourage your co-worker, you're pouring out all. And that's why you got to run to the house because you're empty. Come on. God said, I didn't. Oh, my God. God said, I'm not pouring into you for it to stay in you. Uh, for all my folk that say, I'm just coming to get my word and I'm going back home. I'm just coming to get my word and stay to myself and I'm going back home. God said, he never put in for what's in you to stay in you. Oh, my God. He said, when you show up here every Sunday, I need for you to be empty because I'm getting ready to pour into you. Come on now. See, so if that's you, you came here full, you ain't got no room for nothing new. Come on now. Every time I come up in here, I'm coming up here for new mercies. Come on now. New grace. Come on now. New anointing on my life. If you need God to fill you up right now, shout, fill me up. Yeah, until I overflow. Come on now. Somebody shout, I need a refill. Okay, all right, all right, all right. I need a refill. Watch this. And so I looked at that and I said, watch, the last thing I'm going to give you and I'm done. The third thing that when you're hungry, once God bless you, the last thing you have to do, you have to live. You have to live. God never put you on this earth and designed for you to live your whole life busted and disgusted, broke, depressed. I, if you're feeling like that right now, don't, don't, don't trip. Don't worry about it because God didn't put you here for that. God said he put you on this earth to live. He said, I come that you might have life and what? Have it more abundantly. What my abundant folks said, abundant living. Yes, yeah, somebody said, I'm living, I'm living. I'm living my best life. Watch, in order for you to live your best life, you got to get the instructions. It's going to require you to go behind closed doors. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. And that thing that was controlling you before, no, no, no. Once you get in, in the relationship with God, uh, the thing that you used to turn to, you no longer turn to. You learn to turn to God. Watch, the, 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 the man of God said, I want you to take the oil. And I want you to go take this oil and go sell it. 
you do know that when God makes something, it ain't just no ordinary oil. Come on. Megan, there was, a, there, was a, there was a story in the Bible uh, when they ran out of wine. And when God said, fill the water, he got the water, turned the water into wine. And the people started sipping. Ooh. They said, man, this the real deal right here. Man, wait, when you get there, they said that the wine Jesus made was better than the wine they had before. Because in other words, when Jesus do something, come on now. So I said, man, can you imagine what kind of oil that was? He said, take that oil and go sell it. And then he said, watch, sell it and pay your debt so you can keep your sons. Then he said, watch, not only are you going to sell it and pay your debt, but the re- what you have left over, you're going to be able to live off of. Oh, y'all missed that right there. God said, what I'm getting ready to do in your life, come on now, I'm getting ready to bless you abundantly. Come on now. I'm not going to only meet the need. Come on now. I'm going to meet your need and your, your, your brother need, your mama need, your friend need, your mama need. In other words, it's going to be an overflow of blessings in your life. God said, if you follow my instruction, you will never run out. Is there anybody looking for that kind of blessing? I never run out. Come on now. Watch he told her to live off the rest. He didn't say just manage. No, he said, I want you to live. I want you to take that all. You ain't going to ever run out. And you're going to live it up. Is there anybody tired of trying to make ends meet? Is there anybody that's tired of trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents? Is there anybody here saying, I'm ready to start living? Come on now. I'm ready to start going to the store and shop and not have to look at the price tag, amen, because I know God got me. Come on now. I'm ready to drive what I want to drive, live where I want to live, eat what I want to eat, go where I want. Okay, y'all ain't shouting right now, but keep, keep, keep staying where you stand. I, I, I know who's on my side. And I can have it all. Stop living this life because you live for God like you got to be, you, like this is some kind of boring life. Like you got to walk around looking any kind of way. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this life I live. This, this life that I've chosen to live. God has blessed me in a way that I never imagined. But it all went to me surrendering to God. Because I thought by me going to church, that was good enough. Until I found out that I didn't have a relationship with him. It took me getting behind closed doors. And that thing that used to control me. That thing that I used to turn to. That thing that I depended on. I realized that I had to let it go. Now when I need a fix, I go behind closed doors. I get on my knees. Come on now. I open up my Bible. And I read the word. Come on now. See, I'm going to a new door now. Come on now. I used to go to that door. Come on now. But now I go to another door. And when I need help from God, come on now. This thing here gives me instructions. Come on now. It tells me all I need. Come on now. It tells me what to say. Come on now. It tells me what to do. Is there anybody that say, you know what? I got a new door. Come on now. Stand to your feet and give God praise right there. Come on. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. I say that to say this because many of us are struggling behind closed doors. God wants to free you on today. He wants you to live life. 
He wants you to learn to depend on him. Trust in his word. Because God said today he your miracle is available to you. Whatever you've been praying for, God said he's able to do it.